Hey, you're listening to the Intentional Mind Podcast. I'm your host, Ange Barnard. And today we are talking about the gift. Let me say it again. The gift in not liking a situation that you're in, not liking your job, or not liking a person. So if you can relate to any of those three things I just mentioned, then keep listening because this episode is going to provide some wisdom for you and some action steps that you can take to really handle these types of situations in healthy ways where you can receive the gifts that are there in these situations. So again, any of those three things. So the first one is being in a situation that you don't like, not liking your job or not liking a person. If there's any of that stuff that you've been feeling then listen up because I got three stories for you related to all of those scenarios. So before I go into those fun stories, I got to tell you, I am super excited about the future. And there's a lot of changes that are happening in my life. So I'm going to go ahead and spill the beans. And the beans is, is that I am leaving my role with Happen to Your Career. So I'm transitioning out now and we are finalizing like the plans for my current clients and really just thinking about what serves them best through this transition out. So what that means is not that I'm going to stop coaching because I will keep coaching in a way that feels really aligned for me. Um, And I think what that looks like in the future is continuing to help people intentionally design their lives through a variety of different courses and things like that, but ultimately helping people clarify the direction that they want to take their lives and actually follow through on it. And I will still be offering some type of career-related program, but it's more of a holistic approach, like really thinking about your life as a whole and then how your career fits in that. So I will have my new offerings out soon. So if you're still interested in working with me, that's still an option for you. My calendar is going to open up in December. So that's when I'll be offering those different offerings that are coming up. My priority is clarify your vision to really roll out that program because I feel like that's something that someone out there really needs, that everybody needs, is to clarify the direction that they want to take their life so that you can be intentional with your time. So That's where we're headed, and let me tell you why. So people that are wondering, why are you leaving Happen to Your Career? Happen to Your Career is an amazing organization. They do great work in helping people find careers that are really a good fit for them. That's what they focus on. Um, There's a great team over there, and I've been super blessed. I 100% believe I was led to the organization to learn the things for the season. And that's how it is sometimes in our life, where we're led somewhere for a season, It doesn't have to be forever, right? Until you feel like it's no longer aligned, then I feel like if you listen intuitively, you'll know when to switch out. And that's how it's been feeling for me is like where I felt like something was out of alignment for me. Like, and really what it came down to is I would look back at my vision. So I'm I'm the kind of person that practices what I preach. I'm all about doing things that are in alignment with my vision that I believe are helping me be who I wanna be, right? So I looked at my vision and I was like, well, the way that I'm doing work, it's not really leading to my the vision that I want for my life, you know, because I was doing a lots of one-on-one and I'm, I love to create and I want to dabble and create different things that serve people. And I don't want to direct all my energy into one space, right? So I was noticing that. And then um, just noticing to my energy and like how I was feeling around things. And I was like, this is a sign that I got to shift some things around, And I'm the one who needs to be responsible for my life. Like, I'm not here to blame anyone else for how things are. Like, if something isn't, you know, if 
you work for an organization and it's just not in their practices of how they do work. There's nothing wrong necessarily with the organization, but it's just not in alignment with you and what you want for your life. Then instead of coming from the place of blame, because I've seen this a lot with people, switch into like, you're the designer of your life. So what is in alignment? And figure that out and go after those things. And that's what I've decided to do is really do my work in a way that feels good to me where I can have that time to create. And my energy feels good at the end of the day. And I can work on the kinds of programs that I want to work on. So that's what I've decided to do. It's been a really hard decision. And it's been the past couple of months, keeping it real with you, have just been really uncomfortable for me to speak my truth around what it is that I want for my life. Especially, you know, when you're maybe you work in an environment where you love the people that you work with. And, you know, that stuff can be really hard to speak your truth where you feel like you may disappoint someone. You know, all of that stuff that happens a lot even with their own families and other work situations. Like I think about past jobs I've left when it comes to like bosses I've actually really enjoyed working with or my team I've worked, enjoyed working with. And then I had to make those tough decisions to change my life. So that at the end of it all, like when I'm on that deathbed, I want to be proud of how I showed up. I don't want to not do something for fear of what other people might think about me. Like I'm not about living that life, you know? So I got to be over here practicing what I preach. So that's what I've been doing, making my own little career transition and going back into designing my work in a way that feels good to me. So I'm super excited about what's to come. So I just wanted you to know that. So moving on from that. Those are the updates. Now, let's talk about the gifts and not liking your job, a situation, or a person. Okay, so number one, I was recently in a situation that I just did not like. I didn't like it. Let me tell you what happened. So I just got back from Vegas. So I flew to Las Vegas, Nevada with my husband uh, for a conference. And for those that are not familiar with Vegas, because I know we have some listeners that are outside of the U.S., Las Vegas, Nevada is known to be an area that people love to go to celebrate things like bachelor parties and bachelorette parties and to gamble and to drink and to party and to have, you know, be a part of these amazing shows or watch these shows. And there's just a lot of going on. There's a lot of stimulation in the city in the middle of nowhere desert, right? And... Not my favorite place to travel to because if you know my traveling style from listening to the show, I very much like to go places where I can be active. I love being in nature and I love experiencing different kinds of cultures, all the things. And I also like to get stuff for a good deal. I'm cheap. I'm cheap over here. I'm frugal. Maybe that's a better term. I like to be intentional with my money. It's a better way to say it. So I don't like to like spend a bunch of money and then stay at like a crappy place. Like I don't like that life. I'm not about that life. I don't like to spend a ton of money on coffee, you know, all the things. So in Vegas, I flew out there. We got, um, my husband was there for a conference and uh, we got everything paid for, for his, from his work. But I basically stayed in this hotel room that was like about 400 a night, which I feel like is a lot for what that was. Like, I think it's a lot in general, but that's just me for this specific, specific hotel room that was kind of dirty. Like, let me give me an example real quick. I won't go into too much detail, but pretty much like when I got there, I threw my sweater on the ground. It was soaked. And I'm like, how did that get wet? Like from the ground? It was just gross, something there. And then um, we ended up switching rooms. They ended up charging us $15 to use the internet. And I'm like, what is this life? There was no coffee in there or anything. So I had to 
to get coffee, which I did not do. I had to go downstairs like 20 something floors and then walk through the casino where people are smoking, gambling, and there's like a low vibe there. I'm not saying that you can't have fun doing those things, but I think a lot of times in those situations, people are numbing out, you know, and you feel that energy. It's like this lower energy that's there and you have to walk through that energy, walk through the cigarette smoke and then get to get the coffee and you pay six bucks for like a tiny cup of drip coffee. I'm like, what is this life? And this is the thing that I want you guys to know. I'm obsessed with like my morning routine. I love having that time for myself where I can like sip my coffee or my hot drink and like journal and just like be still. Like I love that time in the morning. So that was affected. And your homegirl over here wasn't liking that. So I was very resistant to this whole type of environment. Like even during the day, I like didn't even want to go for walks during the day because I felt like I would just walk down the Vegas Strip and there's people that are drugged out, bumping into me, half naked women. Like that's just the this, this stuff that's there, right? And I ain't trying to judge over here. I'm just saying like it didn't feel energizing to me. So all of that stuff was like, you know, taken away. I was resistant. So I know that while I'm sharing the story, there's been times in your life you have been in situations where you were very resistant to being in that situation. You didn't like it because maybe it didn't align with your values or there was things around that you're just like, ugh, like I don't want to be in this space, right? But you were there. Like that's the reality of it. You were there. And um, so I did my little complaining thing and like Ian would come back at the end of the day and I would just be like, like just annoyed about this whole situation. And he was like, okay, Ange, you have a choice here. You can choose to continue down this path of pointing out all the things that are out of alignment for you and focusing there, giving energy there, as you would say, or you can choose to have fun in this environment, no matter what. You can choose to bring the joy. And this reminds me of, I've mentioned this on the show, the whole concept of rejoice. And I remember I was in a a Bible study group way back in the day. And I remember we were talking about rejoice. And I remember looking it up and finding that the word rejoice meant bring joy to. Because I remember in this situation, I was like, I just don't understand, like rejoice in this situation. Like that's what we're called to do. This is a crappy situation. How do I, how do I be joyful in this? You know, I remember I was asking that question, but then I looked up the definition and it was like, no, what it means is to bring joy to. It means that even in those situations that might be sucky, you're going to choose to bring the joy there because of who you are, not because of what the situation is or who the other person is or how they behave, but because of who you are. So anyways, in those moments, I I did a little shift for myself and I was like, all right, I'm going to enjoy this. I'm going to choose to enjoy this. So I made a list like in my phone. I was laughing with Ian about stuff and it was just like these silly things. And I made a list of things that we were laughing about. And that really shifted my energy. Like, let me give you an example. These are silly things. But we ended up going to Panda Express and eating there. And um, Ian's work was paying for, you know, his food and all like he had all of the stuff included in his work stuff. But we went to Panda Express because he wants to be conscious of like the spending, you know, on the employer and things. So we went to Panda Express in on the Vegas Strip area and we're just eating and we have a fortune cookie and I open up the fortune cookie because I love reading those fortunes. I think it's fun. I wish they came up with better ones. So let's be real. But I open them like I should. I want to help write the fortunes and the fortune cookies. You know, this could be fun. So anyways, I crack open my fortune cookie and in it says, 
you are a connoisseur of food and drink. And Ian and I laughed so hard because we we're like, yes, that's why we're eating Panda Express on the Vegas Strip right now. Because we are connoisseurs of food and drink. And we just thought it was hilarious. And we like laughed so much. And it was like an inside joke for us for the rest of the night. Oh, and for those who don't know what Panda Express is, it is a cheap, like fast food Chinese restaurant. So that's why we thought it was hilarious. And we also thought it was hilarious that like, you know, because you're eating their food, they're acting like you are kind of sore here. You know, we just thought it was funny. And it's like, is, is that even a fortune? Like, can we be real? So anyways, this stuff was making us laugh, these little things. And um, so Ian got to decide what show one night, what show we went to. And I decided the other night. So he wanted to do the Circus Soleil um, Beatles stuff. So we went and did that. And then I wanted to do a magic show. And then another thing that made us laugh is like before we went, because I like to be like stimulated. Like I like to watch shows that make me like think about it, you know, or like I learn something like I'm known for like watching TED Talks, like where everybody else wants to watch like a movie. I'm like, can we watch a TED Talk or a documentary or something? Well, anyways, the magic show. So before we went to the magic show, I told Ian, um, I was like, I think this is really cool. And, you know, what I was thinking is maybe I want to do magic, too. Like I can learn different tricks and stuff and he just started busting out laughing was like what like you're will you be a magician now you're gonna you're gonna do that and I was like you never know I might add that to my back pocket of tricks and I started looking up courses around magic stuff there's courses out there guys so I'm gonna be learning about that maybe in the future but I want to tell you we watched Matt Franco and Matt Franco, I don't know if you're familiar with him, but you look him up if you're not. And he ended up winning America's Got Talent, I believe, like several years ago. And he is just a really talented magician in the fact that like oh, his tricks are so cool. But because he makes you think and you're like, how the heck did you just pull that one off? Like in front of my eyes, like you disappeared and you came back. Like what? what is happening? So the other thing I loved about him, I got to tell you this, how it got started because Ian was not, Ian didn't really want to go to the magic show. But I was like, this is my choice. This is where we're going because he picked the circus late. And I didn't really want to go to that one. I didn't want to go to that show. Because I, anything, guys, that gets a little, I mean, the Beatles was awesome. Like the music, all the things. But anything that's more like slower and like, I just like fall asleep. I don't know. I got it. Like, I, I got to be simulated. I'm working on this. Like, I'm the person who even like turns a podcast on when I'm like doing like something has to be on. It's like. So I'm stimulated and learning. It's like, you need to chill out. That's what you need to do in your life. Like relax. I know. Teach me your ways if you relax very well. Okay. So let me tell you how it started. Matt Franco's show started. And um, how it started was it started with like a video where he goes into, he talks about him wanting to be a magician ever since he was a little boy. And it's got like clips for him when he was little doing magic tricks and stuff. And pretty much in a nutshell, like this was a huge dream of his. This is what the little clip is. This is before he even comes on stage. We're watching this little movie thing. And it was like, this is a dream of mine, all that stuff. So then like, bam, like the lights turn on and the curtains or whatever roll open. And it's like, there he is. And it was like, you're so proud of him. You're like, yes, you're living your best life and your dreams. And I'm so proud of you. Like it made you feel that way, like before it started. And he takes in this personal element. Like he talked about his grandma and showed pictures of her and then like how she was like, would let him do her magic tricks or show her him her magic tricks you know how like little kids like do that and you're like wow that's so cool you know like you do that to me as little kids well she would do that and it talked about her and it was just really sweet so he would add this like family stuff and then he engaged the entire audience 
and he's like funny too when he remembered every person's name that came up on stage and it was just such a good show but from like this like warm fuzzy feelings kind of vibe too that was there I was like man I really like you and I love I'm just so proud of you for going off to those dreams so I actually left very inspired and what happened was I went from like hating this place like legit hating on it like I'd did not the hotel the whole environment all the things and then shifting into like that was so fun that's exciting but I had to like get my brain to focus on who I wanted to be the kind of person I wanted to be in that situation so this is what I want you to think about if you're in a situation where you don't like it who do you want to be in that moment not so much focusing around what you want to do in that moment But who do you want to be? What kind of person? You want to be the kind of person that brings the joy to every situation. You want to be the kind of person that believes that this in some way is happening for you. Maybe there's a lesson here. Maybe there's a gift here in this moment. Maybe this thing is exactly what needs to happen to lead you to the next thing. This may not be the thing that is like your final thing. In fact, it's not. But it's the thing that's going to lead you there. It's part of the path there. So you can be grateful for that. And I just heard recently one of my mentors was talking about how like just not resisting what is already there. Like we say the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. But I think it has a lot to do with resisting what is, what is already there. And this makes me think about the whole concept of like, you know, improvisation. I can't say this word. Improv, like when you're doing the yes and, maybe you've heard of that. Well, we're going to have someone on the show that's going to talk to us about this whole concept of yes and. But in a nutshell, like, yes, this is happening. And, and now what I want to do with it. And now what I want to do moving forward. Yes, I'm in Vegas at this janky hotel that we spend a bunch of money on. And now what do I want to do with that info? How do I want to move forward? Instead of we, what we, a lot of us do is we resist it. That's what I was doing. I was building up this, this catabolic energy around it because I was resisting what was. So I'm asking you, if you're in a situation that you're in right now, can you say, yes, this is what it is. This is what is happening. And what do I want to do about it going forward? Who do I want to be? How do I want, what do I want to believe in this moment? That's where I want your brain to go. Okay. So this is the work. This is the work that we all got to do in our lives. So we don't be building up all of that catabolic energy in our life and feeling like down and anxious and all that stuff that we don't want to feel. Like, you know, even that, Think. let's just go there for a minute. You also thinking about how we resist those feelings. Like I just started alluding to that. But feel it and you're like, yes, this sucks. Yes, I feel down about this. Okay, I see you. We're here. And now what? Like that's what I'm asking. I'm not asking you for not to feel those things. I'm asking you to not resist it and then decide to move forward from there. Decide who you want to be. Okay, so that's story number one. Let's go to story number two. Story number two has to do with not liking your job that you're in. So, um, you know, I just told you my story recently a little bit about like the work transition that I'm doing. Well, in some way, there was something that fell off and that was out of alignment for me, right? I wasn't liking something. Like that was happening in my life. And that's what happens with a lot of my clients where you realize you're like, something's off. Like I just had a client tell me today, a couple hours ago, he was like, you know, 
he's like, I just feel so much like in my heart that I'm meant for more, Ange, more than this. And then he like clarified and he's like, not just more, but that like, oh, I don't want to even use the word. He said more because that means like more and more and more things, but more of like, I feel like, and I was like, you feel like you're out of alignment, right? You feel like something's not aligned. Like you feel like there's something else that needs to, you want, you need to do some shifting to align. Like that's what's really happening there. And I kind of describe it as that too, is like this feeling that you're meant for more than what this is happening in your life. So we get that. We get that feeling intuitively and we know that it's time to shift. And it's like, Maybe there's shifts that you want to make within the situation you're in, or maybe it's a shift out, but you know something's got to change because you're feeling out of alignment. And I think those feelings of feeling out of alignment that we feel, and there's a variety of symptoms that you might feel, like the brain fog, the anxiousness, the just dreading what you're doing over and over, like that kind of stuff. That is your internal GPS system saying like, oh, okay, we got to figure this out. And I'm not talking about just like your everyday, like there's things that you ain't going to like because you're a straight up human being, but I'm talking about repetitively. If you're feeling those feelings repetitively, that is a sign. It's not just about being a human. It's the fact that something is out of alignment. So like I was feeling that stuff recently. So in that situation, I don't want you to be thinking like, hating on the situation and directing energy there, but more of seeing like, okay, this is happening and now what? Like, I see this. I feel that something's off. Now with this information, what do I want to do with it? And you know what I really like about this is that contrast equals clarity. Like there's so many people I work with and they will say, you know, I don't really know what I want, but it's like, you know what it is you don't want because you talk about that all day long. Well, you know what's really cool about knowing what it is you don't want? It teaches you what you do want. Because most of the time, what you want is often the opposite of those things or on the other side of those things, you know? It gives you clarity. So for me, in a situation where I feel like my freedom is being affected, like where I feel like I don't have the freedom to create, like I'm starting to feel that way, that clarity, that's what I don't want. I don't want to feel like I'm caged. Whereas like, then what do you want? You want the freedom to create. So it gives you that clarity that's there. So I think that that is the gift. The contrast is the gift. Because how do we ever know how what it is we want without trying stuff and without knowing what it feels like to do something that you don't like? You're like, no, I know that's not for me. Like there's things in your life that you've tried, food that you've even tried. And you're like, yeah, I don't really like that. That's not for me. Right? How would you know that's not for you? Have you not tried it? Right, that's a part of the process, and it might be uncomfortable taking the bite and be like, "Well, I don't want this in my life," you know. But then you know, and then you can start focusing on the foods that you really do like, start bringing that into your life more. But this is a part of the process. So one of the things is when people work with me and we're figuring out, you know, what direction they want to do next, take their life next. I often do this trial thing where you start testing some things out, you start talking to people, or you start, you know, like dabbling some new activities. And it's not about you to always like all the things. It's for you to feel what it feels like or to hear more about it, to be exposed to it. And then for you to decide, like, does that feel good to me or does it not? And that's what happens in our life. We're constantly experimenting. And the more that you can keep your mind there, like, yeah, this is an experiment. I've experimented and I realize I don't like this part. I don't like this part. I don't like this part. Okay, now we can shift some things and create something new. 
This is normal part of life. What's going to cause suffering for you is if you resist it and you act like something's gone wrong. Nothing's gone wrong. This is good info for you. Contrast gives you clarity. It's one of the best ways to find clarity is to experience something that you don't like it. Then you know what it is that you do like. Like, like, okay, so going back to the Vegas scenario, one of the things that Ian told me was like, you know, it's, I like situations, he said, like this, like where we're in this, maybe we don't necessarily jive with all the ways here, but it makes us so much more grateful for the things that the travel that we do like, that kind of travel. Because we, it makes you so much more grateful for the coffee that you get to have in the morning where you don't have to walk through the casino and deal with all the low vibe energy and the cigarette smoke blowing in your face and pay $6 for that coffee. Like it makes you grateful for the morning that you get to just have your own coffee. And that is so true because it's like you need sometimes to be put back in those situations to realize it's like what is it that you want? The contrast gives you the clarity and also it gives you gratitude. So there's gifts there. It makes you more grateful. And um, it, it reminded me of what was important to me, like even being in Vegas, right? And in certain jobs, like recently, I learned what is really, it reminded me, you remember, Ange, what's really important to you is you like to create. You like to do it in a way that feels good to you. That is really important to you. So I think that that's what the internal GPS is doing for us, those feelings. It's guiding us, saying like, oh, this feels good. Like this is, you're on track. Oh, wait, oh, something, something's off here. Because you feel it in your soul, in your core. You know what I'm talking about when you're out of alignment. So it's just info. Just redirect. Don't make up a huge drama story about it in our minds. You're like, oh, good info. Now I know which direction to take my life. So that's the gift here in a job that you don't like. The other thing is I think it gives you clarity around what it is you do like, number one. And number two, just really seeing it as this is may not be the thing, but it's on the path to the thing. And I really believe you were led here for a reason. And there's a gift here. Can you see it? Is there was a lesson maybe that you needed to learn? And sometimes our lessons are really around being bolder in our life. Like, are you going to have the courage to speak your truth, to go after what it is you want? Are you? Because then in those moments, we're challenged to do so. And I've seen the shifts happen with clients where it's like, finally, they speak their truth or finally they decide like, I'm going after it. Or maybe it has to get so bad that you have to be like, F it. I'm in it. Like, I'm going to make this change. I'm going to do this thing. I remember even thinking back to past relationships that I was in where it just got so bad that I was like, I'm done. You know, but it, I had to, it had to get to that point for me to full out be like, I'm done and actually do something about it versus continuing to cope with a crappy situation, which a lot of us do that in our lives. We just cope, we rationalize. And sometimes it's a gift that it gets so bad that you're like, you're done with it. And now you're ready to take action. You're ready to take bold action and your life will shift because of that. So that can be the gift in those moments as well. And remember, there's always that little testing phase that we go to, we go through in situations when we're trying to change our life. It ain't all lollipops and rainbows. And I'm going to have some people on the show that you're going to hear from some of my past clients and they're going to share the stories around, yeah, they're doing something that they really align with now and they really feel proud that they're becoming the person that they want to be. But they'll tell you too about the times where there was those rough patches throughout. And then it's so fun and so cool to me when you get to see the connections where you see how I believe that like how God uses everything and makes it happen for your good. 
and you can see how like a past thing that you did, you're like so crazy. It's connected here because if I wasn't doing that weird thing, I wouldn't have ended up here. Those are such good stories. Isn't it so cool to think that you don't know what the future holds? And I think that's kind of exciting. I know our brain can like to be like, yeah, that freaks me out that I don't know what the future holds. But there's also this part where it's like, ooh, it could be so much better than you even think in your own mind. All you got to know is the direction that you want to go. Just start going there. And you might shift some things and make some turns along the way. But just get clear on the direction. It doesn't even need to be, it doesn't even need to be super crystal clear. It doesn't need to be. That's another thing I've noticed with clients is like, me too. I noticed this myself. It's like, I want to know. I want it to be crystal clear. I want to know all the next steps. But then I'm like, do you really though? Because would life be really that fun if that was the case? If you always knew what was happening next? No, it would not be. But that control freak in us, we want to know all the next steps, all the things. We want it to be super clear. And it's like, as soon as you release that and you're like, I just need to know the direction. And yeah, this is this is all teaching me along the way. And I'm willing to be a student. I'm willing to learn. I'm willing to experiment. If you can get yourself in that vibe, ooh, that opens up all kinds of doors for you. But it's, yeah, that's the work. That's what I'm talking about. It's the work to release, see the gifts in the situation. So if you're not in a situation where you don't like the job, now, what do you want to do with that situation? Like, what do you want to do with the information that you gain, the clarity that you're getting in the situation? Now what? What a gift that you're getting that clarity. Now what? Yes, that's not what I like. And what do I want to do with it? Okay, so moving on to the third story. So, oh, this is about a person you don't like. Okay, so let me think about somebody I don't like. Let's bring it up because that makes your energy go high, right? No. Um, but a person that you don't like, oh, okay. So someone just came to mind and I don't, I don't, I want to separate the person from the thing that they did, right? So the person, like, I don't like, and I want you to think about this, someone you don't like. Instead of thinking like, I don't like that person, think about how I don't like that behavior, I don't like how they act and like really separating that. So when I'm thinking in my mind, I'm doing that right now. I bet you, if you're like me, the reason you don't like this person or let's say their behavior is because the way they act challenges a value of yours, something that you value. Maybe you would never treat someone like that. Maybe you really value being empathetic towards people, really considering them truly in their best interest and this person doesn't. So you can see where the value is being challenged there. Maybe you really value quality work and this person does crappy work and that triggers you, but you, it's because a value of yours is being challenged. Sometimes that is so helpful. When I ask people, I'm like, what is the value being challenged here? Makes perfect sense why you would get mad at that person, why you don't like to be around them because you guys value such different things. Of course you would feel that way. So I want to just validate you if you're feeling any of that. So the gift here with this person and their behavior? What is the gift? It reminds you of what is most important to you. And I bet you, ooh, this is the work. I think about it as like one of my mentors had said to me, she said, Ange, if you spot it, you got it. And I was like, eh, what? 
So if I spot this like crappy behavior that someone has, like I got it too, what? And I think about that, like even though I feel like my value is being challenged by this person, I kind of sit back and I think about, well, like for example, one of the people I'm thinking about right now, I felt like is very selfish, like in their behavior. And I feel like I really value in service and really thinking about other people. Sometimes I feel a little bit too much. I got to like hone down my people pleaser a bit. Um, But anyways, in that situation, like, so I'm thinking about this person, their selfish acts, and then it comes back at me and I'm like, when are you selfish? When do you sometimes think only about you in a situation, right, at the expense of someone else? Have you ever done that? And I like sit back and I'm like, yeah, of course I've done that. Like, I'm a human, but I don't want to be like that. So I I think like that person is teaching me more about like, I want to make sure I'm not like you. And sometimes we notice that you go to an environment and someone's just like annoying or they're just like rude or whatever it is. It just reminds you of like, that's not how I want to be. That behavior. I don't want to act that way. And I think sometimes what if things are happening just to remind us like, hey, this is important to you. This is not how you want to be. Like and give your focus towards who you want to be. So they're shady. So then in this moment, let's let's change that energy. That person's being shady. Let's show up and, and um, be, you know, give more. Or this person like is being selfish. Like let's let's be more service oriented. Like how can it make you better? Instead of it making you bitter, that person, how can it make you better? That behavior. So better over bitter is what I'm trying to say. How can you learn from it? So um, the other thing too, sometimes just thinking about like if this person is really affecting your energy, like one, I say you always have like two choices. One, you can manage your mind around it, which is what we were just doing. Do that little coaching exercises. Like how can I be better over bitter? Like what can I learn from this? Like you're shifting your energy around it. But sometimes guys, keeping it real is too much work to be doing that. It like really drains you. But I want you to be responsible for your own mind and how you feel. So if you truly feel like, hey, you know, I don't want to be around this person because the fact is, is like it causes too much of, I have to manage my mind too much and really have to coach myself around them to keep my energy high. It's just freaking exhausting. Like it takes a lot of mental brain power and energy to to like shift energy in a sense in that situation. So I say there's two choices. One, Manage your mind around it, right? You you decide what you're going to focus on. That's better. You choose those other serving thoughts. Or two, you remove yourself from the situation because you you take responsibility that it takes too much of your energy to manage your mind. You don't want to do it. And that's okay. Sometimes it's like that person is teaching us that is to take true radical responsibility for our lives and decide how we want to feel and being like, you know what? I'm choosing not to spend time with you because of this behavior. And I don't want to manage my mind around you. Like, I don't want to have to do that work inside. I just don't want to. That's okay. Or the other side of you can be like, yep, I'm going to have to be around this person given, I don't like to use the words have to because you always have a choice. But you know, in some situations, it's just the nature of that person's going to be there. So now I've really got to do the work to shift my energy around it because I'm not going to let this person's energy bring my energy down every single day. I'm going to choose to focus on things that serve me. So I want to give you permission though to step away if you want to. I'm just going to give you that permission because I get it. What I care more about is that you're taking responsibility for how you feel and you're not blaming anyone and you're realizing that you always have a choice for how you show up. 
always. You have the power. Okay, so those are the three stories that I shared. The one about not liking a situation, the one about not liking a job, and not liking a person. So I'm going to go real quick over my notes. Stay tuned because there might be some really good ones here. Um, so number one, I have some questions I wrote down, or I guess they're points. So number one is, what did the situation give you clarity on? So if you're dealing with any of that stuff, some situation you didn't like, a person, or a job you don't like, or a person, Think about it. What did this give you clarity on? Ask yourself that question. The second question I have is, what do you do with, uh, what is this? Now that you know what you, okay. Now that you can read my writing, now that you know what you know, what do you want to do differently? And this kind of goes back to the yes and concept. Like, yes, this is happening. Instead of resisting it, this is happening. And now what? Now we, what do we want to do with what we know? How do we want to change things moving forward? And then the third thing is to rejoice, bring the joy to every situation. And it's really about releasing your expectations of how you wanted it to be. Because let's be real. A lot of us in situations like this, we grieve. We're like, we wanted it to be better. We didn't want it to look like this. And it's just like so frustrating. We resist this. What is happening? But what if we release our expectations? We accepted that this is how it is. This is what's happening right now. And how can I act like the person I want to be? How can I be kind through this to myself? How can I be kind through others? How can I bring the joy? How can I believe in a way that really serves me? Like, what could I believe that would serve me in this situation? Maybe my favorite mantra, that this is happening for you in some way. Some way. Um, let me see the other notes. Ooh, okay. I got, you need to know these notes. I know this is getting a long episode, but you got to know these notes. I wrote down, realize we don't have what we want. So when we realize that we don't have what we want, we haven't, what this means, okay, is that we haven't done what we need to do or we haven't done it in the right way, the aligned way, I guess we can use that term, or in the right frequency to get it. That's it. Just information. Hey, you're in a situation right now and you don't have what it is you want. You know what this means? It means that there's work to be done. There's another thing that you need to do to align with what it is that you want. Or there's another way of being, another way of thinking that needs to happen to align. It means that the right frequency isn't there yet. But you turn in the channel. I see you turn in the channel. Right? Okay, through problems and pain, we learn something we need to look at. That's what it teaches us. These problems and pain, it, we learn something we need to look at. Um, we need to let go of the old to be able to bring in the new. And that's the work. That's what we're doing now. So we might see pain or problems and it's telling us like there's something we got to release. There's something we got to let go of. We got to turn that channel get at a different frequency to bring in the new. I know that sounds so woo, but that's reality. That's science. Everything is made of energy and frequencies. The only way to get what you want is through the pain. I don't want to say that because I want to like adopt this mindset. I really do feel like I want to adopt the mindset of letting things be easier. And I've been really practicing that. But with that, you can do your best like to let things be easier for sure. Because we have resistance. And I think the way to let it be easier is to not resist the pain there. Okay. Every level 
as you up level with every level, as Joyce Meyer, I believe it was her, said this, there's a new devil. New level, new devil. Let's count. So think about it. Could be, the devil could be whatever you want to label the devil as, like a situation or a problem. And that's really how it is. As you up level and you shift your life, it comes with a new set of challenges to work through and new patterns that you need to program mentally, new environments that you need to have that aligns with what it is you desire. Because it's, it's not just about like shifting and changing your life. It's about maintaining that frequency, maintaining that level of success too, you know, because new sets of devils come up in there, new sets of problems show up there. And the work is not resisting it, being like, yep, this is part of the deal. And now what? What do I want to do with this info? Um, it's when the old way of doing slash being doesn't work anymore. So some of my clients have really up-leveled their careers and they're doing things they're really excited about. And this comes with a new set of challenges, right? And I don't want you to think about resisting it. It's like, yeah, it's part of it. It's part of me up-leveling. I'm learning this stuff. I'm experimenting along the way. I don't have to be perfect. Progress over perfection. And I'm going to lead in. I'm going to be the experimenter here. I'm going to be the scientist. I'm going to learn from all the stuff that's happening. Because I recognize that in this new territory that I'm in, that I'm blessed to be in, there's a new set of challenges here. And I'm up for the challenge because I can handle this stuff. All right. So um, surrender, habit of belief. What am I saying? The way to grow is to, so this is the other thing to think about is like there's beliefs maybe. If you're resisting something, there might be a belief there that's not serving you. And that might have to do with like expecting it to be different. It's believing that it's supposed to be a certain way. Believing that it's supposed to be different. Like think about it as like if I went with Happen to Career, you know, I started working with them. And if I like kept holding on to this belief, it was like, it was supposed to be my dream. Like this is supposed to be the end all be all. It's supposed to work this way. And I really kind of kept doing that. I would feel like such crap right now. I would feel like such a failure with that belief because it didn't turn out the way that I initially wanted, you know, whatever the BS belief would be. But the reality is I see it as like, yeah, this is happening for me. This taught me so many things about myself. It taught me clarity around what truly is important to me. I'm always learning more. It taught me how to be brave and to shift my life and like practice what I preach truly. Another example of that. It taught, I believe it was serving me. Like I learned so many things. I got to meet like amazing humans. I got to work with them that I really believe will be in my life for the rest of it. I hope like I've really made some good connections with people and I hope we still stay in touch. And maybe I was supposed to meet them and I was supposed to cross their paths. Like I got to hold on to those beliefs because those beliefs serve me. Makes me feel good. It opens things up for me. So in a nutshell, with the situations that you're in, one, this is teaching you something. That's the gift is that you're getting clear. You're getting more clear about what's in alignment with you. The contrast is giving you clarity. And um, there's lessons there to be learned. And you can rejoice and you can show up and bring the joy to that situation, right? With the whole concept of, yes, this is happening. And now what do I want to do with it? Okay, so that was a little repetitive, but I felt like, eh, you know, I need to get out there. Can't hurt to hear it a few more times. All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that you have an awesome week noticing the gifts that are there for you. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.